Guys, welcome back to Talking Thrones with Jones. I am joined by our Hollywood insider, Tim Blunt. Tim, say hello. Hello. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back, Stafford. Oh, it's been so long. And I, I feel As like well. I'm, I'm shot out of a cannon. I've been in L.A. at E3, and I've just been pining to be part of um, every single Game of Thrones update as we build towards the climax of the show, Episode 9, and, and move on to Episode 10. But... Tim, more importantly, I hear that you have some casting updates for us, that the, the Game of Thrones movie, there's been some developments there. I actually have some sources that I've developed as well, but um, do you want to just jump right in and, and you know, tell me, what are you hearing in terms yeah, of the movie? Yeah, I mean, What's a lot happening? of developments. Uh, you know, ever since our last podcast, it seems like things have really ramped up, I think. Uh, maybe there was some extra interest out there, drummed up by all this news. Well, the agents, oh, wow. you know, I think the agents have started making the rounds and throwing their all of their talent in, you know, so that's not that's not a surprise. The studios are really excited about this, yeah. Um, I don't know, let's just get right into it. Uh, who do you want to talk about? Well, so, so, I mean, let me tell you, so I've got some of some contacts of my own and I'm not sure how much um, they're going to, you know, whether we're using the same contacts, but I found out that Walder Frey is actually now going to be played by Joe Paterno. Is he still alive? He's dead, correct? Oh, you know, I, I believe he's dead. Even but he's going to be he's going to be resurrected just for this role specifically. Right, makes sense because I had him as the crypt keeper. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Lord of Light. It's a Lord of Light scenario. Okay, um, I'm hearing. Uh, so just jumping around, Bran Stark. Uh, you know, I know Jesse was thinking one direction for this. As you covered on the pod, yeah, we but, thought that was a uh, You know, we've seen Brand go through quite the change this season. Let's just say he was whacked by the puberty stick pretty hard. Yeah, agree. Looks like the underside of a werewood down in his pants. So I'm hearing the studio has two actors in mind here for prepubescent Brand and postpubescent Brand. And I'm hearing Ellen Page for prepubescent. Brilliant. Ellen Page from Juno, and then postpubescent Keanu Reeves. Sort of revising his role as Neo. I mean, I think that's fantastic. I think there's some Matrix parallels there. Big fan, big fan. You know what? I actually was surprised to hear that the budget has gone gotten so big for the movie casting that they've had to go cheap on a couple of um, a couple of castings. Oh, really? Yeah, and so I'll give you a couple that have gone a little bit cheaper. But Carl Drogo is now going to be played by a Jamaican New York City cab driver. <laughs> that's just any any Jamaican New York City cab driver. It's more it's more of a budget play by them, and then a surprising move because I think this is a more of a nuanced character. But I found out um, that Varys is going to be played by a free range egg. <laughs> that's a cheap. That's a nice cheap casting move. I mean, I had heard sort of whispers of uh, Newman from Seinfeld. Being shaved for that oh, role. Oh, by the um, way, that's just incredible. That's a fantastic costume. Yeah. Or that curly-haired fat kid from Bad Santa. You never talked. Yes. If you remember that guy. Um, In the I, running. I do actually remember him. Um. So I was, I've also got some some casting. You know, like obviously as you move towards um, any kind of movie, you've got you know like 
maybe people become unavailable for whatever reason, but Oberon Martel the Red Viper was actually going to be played by Prince, but now will be played by Dave Chappelle doing his Prince impression dressed as the Red Viper. Okay, okay. Because I had, um, you know, we've seen the Viper, he rocks a deeper V than I've seen on some of your profile pics, Stafford. So uh, Matt McConaughey only has maybe one more year left in his chest, and he's really interested in getting into this movie. Um, So I heard uh, some rumors about him. I could see that. Like, I like that different take. Um, And, you know, actually, while we're on kind of, you know, people who have a bit of a sexual angle to them, um, I'm actually hearing the red woman, Melisandre, is now going to be played by famous snowboarder Sean White. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. There's a lot of roles for gingers uh, in Game of Thrones. Absolutely. Hollywood is really scraping the bottom of the barrel for people of the red-haired persuasion. Uh, for instance, Tormund, uh, Giant's Bane, Gin- Tormund Gingerbeard, as I like to call him, really tripping the studio up. But have you seen Carrot Top lately? Oh, you know what? He's just started Who taking the jacked. protein. Carrot Top has just gotten huge. And, you know, He's actually, he had, he had been given advance warning about this role. So his beef up in the past couple of years has actually been in hope to be considered yeah, for the A lot of people panel. could not explain that, but now it makes all makes sense, right? Um, you know what? And you, like, I think a lot of people are starting to realize at the start of the season, you know, we were introduced to the Sand Snakes, who were the bastard children of um, the Red Viper, talking, you know, talking about the Red Viper and stuff. You, mm-hmm. Did you know, like, do you remember the 80s girl group Banana Rama? I, I do. You know, so, you know I they had a big remember. Hand, walk like an Egyptian, but their their agent is actually is that pushing. Not the Bengals. Oh no, no, they're called they're called Banana Rama. Okay. Yeah, but um, but basically, Banana Rama's agent has kind of got a hold of the franchise, and and she, you know, they're, they're really pushing for Banana Rama to be all of the Sand Snakes. Okay. That's good. A lot of like, there's a lot of throwback roles I'm hearing. Also from the '80s, um, Sansa Stark may be played by 1980s Boy George. <laughs> You're gonna have to Google that one. Just trust me. I'm googling it right now it, because it seems like a bit of a jump. So you're saying 1980s Boy George is Arya Stark? Uh, no, Sansa Stark. Oh, Sansa. Oh my God, that is really. That's fantastic. Uncanny. You, you know, really, and great work by his agent to kind of get that happening. And then another kind of blast from the past, Pauly Shore making a big comeback as Jock and Hagar. So, sorry, say that one again? Pauly Shore as oh, Jock and Hagar. Squeezing the juice. You know, yeah. It's really, like, again... Props to his agent for kind of bringing him back into the fore. So, um, you know, back to kind of more famous people, like a lot of people forgot about Robert Baratheon, you know, that kind of uh, role mm. Holy King. We've got, we found out that uh, he will now be played by Jonah Hill. Okay, I was hearing uh, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. I think I may have mentioned that on the podcast last week, but yeah, um, he'll be in a hot contest with 
Jonah Hill. Well, Jonah really just brings a lot of Hollywood cred and momentum to the show. So um, I- I'm not sure. Like, I'm kind of reaching the end of my list, but um, I've actually talked to our maester of theories who's actually got um, his own episode coming up on the pod. Um, very exciting stuff. He's going to be demoing the um, Prince That Was Promised Jamie theory. But, um, you know, the maester of theories actually has his own theories about who will be cast. And he's actually told us that the, you know, the giant Weirwood um, and the Weirwoods actually just generally uh, in the show, they will be portrayed by Dikembe Mutumba. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, I like... Not surprising. And I think, you know, that's just a style choice they've made. And um, in, in in two more interesting departures... Um, Meryl Streep is actually going to be tapped to be Jon Snow's direwolf. Okay. Okay, so a little confusing. Not making that connection. <laughs> well, no, it's definitely going to be jarring for the community. Is it like a 101 Dalmatians thing? Well, what are we thinking? Well, I'm glad you asked because actually if you rewatch Devil Wears Prada, you'll notice she actually is almost alluding or, or pitching for the role. She's got quite a snarl. Okay. And then, yep. and then, lastly, we've actually got um, the volleyball from Castaway. Wilson uh, has actually been jonesing for a role in this movie to get back in the spotlight as Davos Seaworth. Yeah. Oh, I heard uh, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. <laughs> I do, I do like but you know, <laughs> another tight race. Yeah. Who you know, and who knows? You know, all these people are really jostling for these roles. Have you heard anything else on casting updates? Uh, one last one I'll, I'll end with. I got a few more up my sleeve, but, um, the Night King will be played by Christopher Walken. He's really got this roll down. You know what? I'm you actually... the posters and merch opportunities, like, look who's white walking will be the, like, the new slogan. Well, here's the thing is, uh, they're actually releasing some viral videos of him just doing some dances as the Night King. Apparently, the Night King, in his downtime just enjoys dancing, and Walken thought that he could really bring a unique look to that. Yeah. Um, okay, so is, were there any other casting updates you felt passionate about that you wanted to deliver to our listeners? Um, you know, the, a, another big rumor is Kanye West as Littlefinger. That seems totally incongruent, um, you know, Littlefinger <laughs> being um, a very subtle character and you you never really know his machinations whereas Kanye quite vocal about his plans oh you know I was thinking you know this is very very ambitious very self-involved delusions of world domination I think they share a lot more in common fantastic I mean I think it's it's those kind of castings that can really bring conversation to a fever pitch but let's jump into some Game of Thrones spin-off TV shows I think a lot of people realize that a lot of people realize that as we reach the end of Game of Thrones as a franchise, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of demand for more Game of Thrones content, and, and HBO knows that, and they've actually started exploring all kinds of TV shows. So, um, you know, I actually have some TV shows that that I know about. Obviously, Tim does as well, being our Hollywood insider. But I'll start with um, I'll start with a comedy vehicle that I was surprised to hear about. But we've actually got. Um, they're looking into, HBO is looking into The Fresh Prince of House Bolton, which is Ramsey Bolton starring in a fun-loving comedy about his crazy antics in the Dreadfort. What do you think of that one? Yeah, that's, that's, 
pretty interesting. I think that makes a lot of sense. I had him also in a reality series, um, just a revisiting, uh, sort of a reimagining of the series Chopped <laughs> with Ramsey and, and Reek. I love it. Um, you know what? Just kind of staying, staying on that um, reality show tip, um, you know, we remember the one the one cook and, you know, the one pastry maker, Hot Pie, he'll actually be starring in a remake of Kitchen Nightmares. So he's going to, you know, Hot okay. Pie will take the Gordon Ramsay role here, kind of attempting to turn around struggling res- uh, restaurants in Westeros. That's very interesting. So no Gordon Ramsay. I mean, Gordon Ramsay, uh, he may be involved in uh, the movie as Alistair Thorne. <laughs> That's a fact. That is just bang on. Little jerk from the uh, Night's Watch. Arrogant, unwilling to take direction. Absolutely the type of guy that would have stabbed his own boss, and being unwilling to accept a younger boss. Yeah, but speaking of uh, more uh, sort of reality show spinoffs, uh, Real Housewives of Westeros is kind of a no-brainer for Bravo. Um. I know they're already planning to, uh, I don't know how they're planning to do the cast because all the women, all the wives seem to die or get imprisoned or somehow disappear. Uh, but maybe it's sort of mixed with Survivor. And, you know, you have one victor at the end. Yeah, you know, they're also working on a, a alt title. That's still a working title. I actually have, um, the latest update on that is they're actually considering calling it Desperate Castle Wives. Exactly. And so I do have, in terms of action franchises, um, you know, not just in the TV show space, they're also looking, you you know, that they always need somebody to carry on important franchises, but um, they called up Danny Glover for Lethal Weapon 6, and he indeed confirmed he is too old for this shit. And, um, you you know, they're actually going to slot Jamie and Braun into the Lethal Weapon franchise. Or really any other okay. buddy cop movie. Little buddy cop action. I mean, were, were they exploring Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan? <laughs> you, you know what? They were unavailable. Okay. Good, pretty good, uh, good chemistry there between those two. Yeah, incredible chemistry. Did you have... Um, By the way, yeah, go ahead. Uh, this pot, like, when are we going to see um, pod... Pods, Pud. Podrick Payne. We've seen so many penises this season. I'm just curious because it was referenced again by Braun last episode. Well, it's funny. That he's apparently gifted down below. He is gifted down below. And it's funny that you mention it, mention it because Paul Thomas Anderson has reached a point um, where he's been convinced to create Boogie Nights 2. And Podrick Payne is actually the lead role for Dirk Diggler in Boogie yeah. Nights 2. I was, I was thinking he might be involved with that prosthetic dong that Marky Mark had to wear um, with some sort of big reveal. Maybe at the end of the season. Um, you know, and- Although I don't know like what, and what plot the device it'll, it'll sort of help. Well, no, absolutely. And, and you know, no, like who does know? And, like, I think a lot of people didn't know that Judge Judy earns $41 million a year. Very surprised to hear that. 
and and off you know and that really just speaks to the demand of all kind of judge judy content but they've come up with another kind of courtroom vehicle and it's actually for the queen of thorns and it's called judge olena so the small folk of high garden uh, contest gripes in her court as judge olena doles out her own justice very sassy <laughs> very excited about that franchise for her in the movie Um, um they, I've also heard a couple of rattle off a few more uh shows, House Hunters International, The Realm, Blackfish, starring as the host here, kind of sort of find uh you know, castles for people. Oh, some successfully and some not jumping into a little castle, taking that over. Uh, you know, in respect to that, we could actually probably combine combine that with um I've actually got a boating uh I got a boating show a boating vehicle for Euron Greyjoy, Extreme Makeover, Extreme Makeover Boating Edition with Euron Greyjoy. So maybe they they travel together on travel together on the boats and check out these castles. And they just wear those driftwood crowns. What else? Uh, also, um, what else? To catch a predator, we want, we're going to unleash Chris Hansen on the pedos of Westeros. Um, Mirren Trent, you remember that old dude yes. from the King's Guard? I do, very creepy. Uh, Arya had to kill. Um, Walder Frey might be in the running for that. Well, I think, I think well, that's that's key. That's absolutely key. Well, it's funny, just to change tack, um, you know, we, we've got some more comedy vehicles, um, specifically as a TV show, but um, actually it's always sunny in the Iron Islands is one of the comedies they're considering, which is essentially an offbeat <laughs> thing. Featuring Yara Greyjoy getting up to no good on Pike. Now, that's a hard one to cast. I mean, you've got... Who's going to be Charlie? I mean, would that be... I mean, you don't have a lot of options, but you've essentially... I mean, what are you playing with that? You're playing with um, Damp Hair, which is the the priest. You're playing with Yara, who's who's obviously going to be kind of like one of the... You know, the woman. Like, so you've got... Theon for Charlie or Euron for Charlie, really. I mean, what else do you have? And Frank is um, Reek, I guess. Uh, Frank would be Battle on Greyjoy, you know, resurrected from the dead, obviously. Okay. Good, Ed. That actually, you actually stole one of mine because I heard that there was going to be an Always Sunny and King's Landing with uh, Cersei and Jamie, a sweet Dean Dennis. But I like also like was hung up on the casting of the rest of the cast. It doesn't seem to fit the metaphor. No, I totally. Well, it's funny that that um, that TV show is actually hung up in you know like trying to cast because I've, I've actually heard that um, Sex in the City King's Landing edition is going to follow the roller coaster lives of a young Marjorie and her sassy coterie of bitches with frequent <laughs> cameos by her gay brother Loris. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm a, I'm a Marjorie, personally. You're holding that candle. I really identify with her. Well, he's, you know, and the other thing is, I think, like, a lot of a lot of the shows have really, you know, I think a lot of them have been kind of reactionary and quite easy to jump on, but we've actually got, um, you know, the guy, who who is the, the maker? Uh, Vince Gilligan actually has expressed interest in one of the, 
one of the shows in terms of creating some content for the show. Really, you know, uh, like a master. And uh, his show will actually be called Breaking Baelish. The story of Baelish going from an innocent whorehouse owner to one of the biggest evil power brokers in Westeros. Yep, I can see that transformation happening. Although he's kind of always been a dick. Yeah, that's the one part I couldn't really (laughs) sync together. What's your better call, Saul? Better call, Samwell? (laughs) I don't know. I may not watch that one. Um, the last one that I have, uh, just um, the Netflix Making a Murderer Season 2 is actually going to be starring Tyrion Lannister in the Stephen Avery role. The biggest frame job in the Seven Kingdoms. Oh, wow. That's going to be an incredible expose. Kind of a yeah documentary. That's going to really pull you in. Um, it, it's, it's funny, you know, I actually, um, you know, Nuno Teixeira actually... You know, he's he's a European guy, and he, he's actually aware of several European vehicles that they're interested in making. Um, you know, these are American shows, but they're going to be coming out of European content producers. You know, your content's everywhere today, but uh, he's actually aware of three shows. Are You Smarter Than Leanna Mormont? It's a game show where <laughs> contestants answer fifth-grade questions against the Lady of Bear Island. She's, is she, oh, the, the little one. Okay. I got her confused with her namesake oh exactly exactly and that's you know going right into the next one uh silly pod valley the antics of patrick <laughs> Payne and his group of eccentric squire friends as they try to launch a new brand of axes called pod piper <laughs> very good nice wordplay for that setup and he's an art director, so who, who wouldn't know? Um, and, and I think the last one, you know, essentially ratings gold here. This thing is just gonna, just gonna be the talk of the town. Naked and afraid with Reek, Theon Greyjoy is dropped in the wilderness, looking for lost appendices. <laughs> well, Jesse's gonna be all over that one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think that here's the question: is like, what do you do if you're Jesse Jones? You've you've only got so much DVR space. <laughs> and this, these are really just after all the episodes of Naked and Afraid. Um, the yes. regular version has still. I think they've got a season two out now. Yeah, and you know, and he's he's a big fan of that. Okay, so unless you had any, I mean, do you have any other thoughts you wanted to get off off your back or off your chest? I should say, Tim. No, I'm personally I'm exhausted. I think we've covered so much ground here. It's well, been good. Yeah, no, I mean, what, just so thankful to have you back on the pod. Really, you know, I, I don't think people realize how much work you're putting into canvassing your contacts on a daily basis to keep up with the ever-changing casting landscape in the movie. So, um, you know, yes, th- I mean, thanks for your insights. Problem. Happy to have my finger on the pulse out here. All right, thank you so much, Anytime. guys. Keep up the good work with the podcast. It'll be good to see uh, Jesse and Stafford reunited. Very soon, very soon. We're, we're excited to get together and jam. So uh, we'll speak to you all soon. Um, let's check out this penultimate episode. Very exciting. And, uh, and we'll be back very soon. So speak to you guys. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye.